Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by Brian Ackerman, Senior Vice President and CIO with leadership development firm Corn Ferry. Brian, welcome to Shared Insights. Thanks, Pete. Happy to be here. First of all, I'm, I'm very excited for you to be uh, joining me in this conversation. I, it's been a long time since we've had a, a CIO level, uh, a person talking to us about the challenges that you're facing at the organization. And, and I think, you know, approaching it from a higher level is going to be very interesting today. I'm, I'm curious about the uh, uh, the challenges you're facing. So let's start a little bit with your business challenges, right? right? Cord Ferry is a, a talent and recruiting partner to 93% of the Fortune 100, is a, a key player in leadership development. Company's cresting toward 50 years old and, and currently moves 100,000 people through your leadership programs each and every month. So what's going on at Corn Ferry right now that makes data and quick access to search that data a key concern for you and your team? Pete, in order to answer that, it, it's helpful to turn the clock back a little bit. And uh, I'll start when I joined Corn Ferry as the CIO in 2013. Um, the firm was already you know, known as the, uh, the premier executive recruiter in the world. And you know, we like to say we put uh, a person in a job somewhere in the world roughly every three minutes. And we had a wonderful brand and uh, a wonderful business of about uh, 2,600 people uh, worldwide. And, and we were, you know, more or less uh, 850 or so million dollars in revenue at the time. We had been publicly traded for some time. Uh, and and uh, just, you know, the, the holders of the crown jewel of, of the recruiting business. Uh, but what we began to see was that the executive recruiting business had a couple attributes that, that um that we didn't take advantage of. One was that well, that in 2013 we had you know several business challenges that we wanted to work through. Um, first is that executive search, by definition, is is pretty cyclical. Uh, it's you know very very good when times are good and and can be challenging uh, in bad economic times. And second, uh, it's very reactive. So uh, as you might imagine. Um, there aren't a lot of uh, public notices that a company is going to make a change at a senior level. So as a result, uh, that combination of, of cyclical plus reactive uh, made Corn Ferry very uh, uh, vulnerable to all the headwinds that happen in the economic climate. But probably even more than that, here we had the spaces for a wonderful relationship of engaging with leaderships and C-level executives and board members across the world. Uh, and really, we were solving only one problem for them. When we figured that because of the way we do search and the intellectual property we develop, uh, there were lots of other places in the life cycle of talent management at a company that we could provide value to a client by sustaining the relationship with them in other areas. So we had started and then accelerated um, a, a business initiative and a business transformation that would broaden what Corn Ferry does. And we uh, invested very heavily in building the human resources professional services side of Corn Ferry uh, and building an advisory practice that brought ultimately um, services around helping a company define their organization, uh, helping them map that organization to the business strategy of the firm, helping them find the right people to staff the organization, whether inside uh, through services like succession and development and, and uh, assessing leaders uh, across the organization, to outside the firm, uh, regardless of level, and then help them understand uh, what kind of impact and value they would have in the market through, uh, through pay compensation 
and uh, and ultimately do that at scale. So whether we're talking at the senior levels of an organization or throughout the organization. So between 2013 and 2018 now, uh, the firm has completely transformed from a business perspective. We're not yet you know, at the technology component of this. So as I sit here in 2018, uh, will with both employees and and uh, help that we get service providers, contractors, and the like, we'll come pretty close to 10,000 people in Corn Ferry. Uh, our revenue has you know more or less doubled. It's about uh, 1.7 billion and change this year. And more importantly, we deliver services across many many different places in the talent lifecycle of a company. So we're a very very different place. As the CIO, that introduced really uh, just a, a large number of very fundamental challenges. Um, that growth happened over a period, generally speaking, 36 to 40 months, so uh, three years or so. That's pretty stunning. I mean, just the idea of, of just how much cash up you must be playing as the human internal human resources needs change and then technology change to, to be able to adapt. Uh, absolutely. And, and so if you are an employee of Corn Ferry in 2018, more likely than not, you, you have a heritage. You've come to Corn Ferry through one of these you know, building blocks, whether acquisition or, or organic growth that we've had over the last several years. And chances are the firm delivers services that are much broader than your particular area of expertise. So when you combine that kind of rapid growth, with a rapid expansion of the business services, you have kind of a fundamental challenges that, challenge that as an individual, whether you are doing business development or relationship management or some kind of delivery, uh, chances are you really can't talk to and provide expertise across the value chain that we're trying to bring to our client, which, which completely takes the question of collaboration out of the realm of uh, personal productivity or back office IT and makes it you know, the business imperative. We had the business challenge growing that fast to how do you align that workforce with everything that we do properly in front of a client anywhere in the world at any time. And uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a, a collaboration challenge that uh, lots of professional services firms face, by the way. But for Corn Ferry, it was the difference between this transformation being successful or not from a business perspective. Before we go on uh, around your technology and business challenges, how did you how did you approach the cultural challenges that I, I'm sure you have to have faced? Uh, you know, re- reaching out and, and telling these you know nearly ten thousand people, this is how work is going to happen for you now. Um, what kind of any sort of pushback, any sort of experience of whoa, you have to be kidding me, right? Uh, kind of experience uh, completely and 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 as you would expect you know you this isn't uh, one and done right this is a challenge that we continue to to work through today um, because you do push the limits of uh, how much change people can consume and you really you know at Corn Ferry we probably skate that edge a bit um, but you certainly yeah. have to balance how much change can be consumed but it's also a recognition that even with that goal of being one Corn Ferry in front of our client there not only are different heritages that have to be respected, but dramatically different consumption patterns of technology. So you have everything from our executive search business that um, is highly collaborative, but generally speaking, um, small groups, one-on-one, the typical example, a recruiter and a candidate. The uh, elements of collaboration are episodic, and uh, you will schedule an interview. 
that interview better be ultra high quality because chances are that interview is with somebody who's been the CEO of a company. But it's, it's a very specific pattern. Our advisory businesses, our consulting businesses, consume technology totally differently. Uh, their age demographics are different. Their use of science and data and IP and precision and a consulting methodology is totally different from executive search. So their needs are different. And then as you move into our outsourcing business, our recruitment process outsourcing business, Future Step, which recruits at scale, they are first off skew, you know, much younger. So it's very much more of a millennial cloud uh, crowd, um, very uh, technology hungry. They are typically embedded with their clients, not sitting in a corn ferry office. And so their technology patterns are completely different. They do volume video interviewing at scale. So the culture change is how much you consume but also a combination of respecting the business goal of, of bringing all of Corn Ferry to a client while still understanding, you know, you cannot impose one way of interacting. You cannot impose one way of collaborating. And yet you still have to provide everybody access to all of the combined IP of the firm. Quite a challenging problem. Uh, yeah. I, and you just hit on something that I hadn't connected that uh, because of the nature that is, again, not unique to Corn Ferry, but to the industry not only are you challenged with delivering the right resources and the right people to your internal teams, but you have to make this them sort of permeable to your the folks who are not completely internal, right? The people who are you were recruiting and placing and, and meeting them where they are, skating to where the puck will be, so to speak. Well, that's right. And, and, and I'll even take it a step further. More and more of that electronic collaboration is happening between Corn Ferry and our clients, right? This isn't, uh, uh, no longer is this a world where you have a lot of internal collaboration or communication and then we throw a deliverable over the wall uh, to the client and then they respond to it and throw them back over the wall to us. That collaboration mode, um, again, depending very much on the line of business, in, in many, many cases more and more actually includes the client. So, um, you know, the challenge of doing that securely in, in mobile and, you know, one other dimension of this that I failed to mention is during that period of growth, our geographic footprint changed pretty dramatically, and, and uh, we went from predominantly uh, a U.S.-based uh, organization to uh, about half our footprint and, and a corresponding amount of our revenue sitting outside the U.S. So the global nature of this became uh, uh, a very important dimension as well. Can we talk a little bit of the uh, specifics of uh, uh, how you approached the technology through the M&A activities that you mentioned here? How do you how do you how do you approach the project to bring these tools and systems together to making sure that you are uh, that you're delivering the right resources when people are searching for them? It was a very it was kind of a healthy balance of you know obviously some very very tactical activities um, you know connecting connecting dots and infrastructures uh, remediating you know systems that couldn't support the scale they were now going to be uh, demanded to support um, so that the, the very traditional m a certainly efficiencies and 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 the like that we wanted to introduce um, but also there was you know this uh, goal of at the end of the process, we just did not want to be connected to each other. So I'm taking the islands of, of uh, Corn Ferry and connecting them to the islands of Future Step and the islands of Corn Ferry Hay Group. Uh, but we really were providing a single infrastructure of information that was consumed through multiple channels depending on you know the person's role, where they sat, and their particular mode of communication. So we started out um, pretty early on with with that design goal, 
And then, you know, M&A provides a, a, a great excuse, a hammer, a burning platform to, uh, to implement the kind of disruptive change that sometimes is required to get this kind of thing done. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Office 365, since we we sort of anchor around a lot of uh, conversations around O365. You migrated to an Office 365 infrastructure. It became very quickly more than just about, you know, where's your email and, and where are your files? What we made the decision, and, and in a lot of consultation and after taking several very deep breaths, uh, is that Corn Ferry, even though we were we were larger, was still a, a size company that was right within the sweet spot of saying we're going to be all in on Office 365 um, because the integration capability across various tools in that platform, ranging from the authoring tools like Word and PowerPoint all the way through the search engines that power Sh- SharePoint, uh, Microsoft's strategy there, which when we made this decision in 2014 was was far from implemented. Um, but the vision was right, and it fit what we were trying to do. Uh, so we started a you know kind of a multi-year uh, journey. That some of it was disruptive, uh, uh, you know, moving email boxes around. Some of it was fun building of uh, a new search capability, and others was uh, especially around the concept of how do you be secure and mobile at the same time. Uh, but as we sit here now, you know, all 10,000 people, more, uh, not all 10, more or less, all 10,000 people are uh, on one flavor or another of Office 365. Um, our legacy file shares are dwindling, so the legacy islands of data are systematically being transitioned so that they're accessible, uh, not just to, you know, remote users via Office 365, but really that they, you know, feed the Office 365 index so that they can be found anywhere they are. And we are starting to embed uh, elements of interaction and elements of collaboration like Yammer, uh, as an example, into the places that our users go to work and go to author and go to collaborate uh, so that that collaboration takes a very real-time feel. And the last thing that, that uh, I'll just touch on because it's been a bit transformative for us is we uh, were an early adopter of Microsoft Teams. And uh, my, my favorite story is we literally just turned it on. We didn't do any user training at all. Uh, we just turned it on to see what would happen. Uh, no communications, no nothing. I had 500 teams within Corn Ferry within two weeks that, that <laughs> found it, started using it. And because we had laid the foundation, and it automatically integrated across everything we had been building over the three-year uh, three period before that. It went from zero to 500 in a matter of weeks and is now racing through the organization. I, I think that's fantastic. I, that's, you read my mind. That was just the sort of question I was going to pivot to here. I wonder, can you think of a, 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 a an area or an example where, um, you know, this sort of virality of teams has actually served to solve a... a, a, a a problem for you that you're facing. Absolutely. So, so I think it's, it's helpful to step back for a second and understand the real kind of fundamental challenge here. Uh, when you grow this quickly through M&A, when you have so many people that don't know everything that the firm can offer and yet are trying to drive a relationship of some kind with a client, a couple of things happen. The amount of time, we start to think of things in terms of the time to search and find, the time to share and then the time to collaborate, which is where you add the value, right? So there's no value in searching, there's no actual value in sharing, 
uh, there certainly is no value in taking the time it takes to find something. All of the value that we do in a services firm is when you start collaborating, whether it's with each other or with your client or both. So the goal of all of this is to take the time to search and find things inside of the firm, reduce it as far as possible, right? Make, make that information as easy to get to and bring it as close to the person as I possibly can. Then give them absolutely frictionless ability to find other experts inside of the firm and share that information with them for the purpose of collaboration. That's the non-value added part of all this, but if you think about it, that's the piece we spend the most time on is where to find things and how to get them to the people that I need to collaborate with. We exchange emails, we make phone calls, uh, etc. And really maximize the time that team spends enriching the document or the IP or the data that they're working on with the other people. Or, or in fact, the directory information. I imagine one of the greatest resources, even maybe more than a document in your kind of organization, is being able to find the right human at the other end of another keyboard somewhere. Yeah, based on criteria that are very, 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 very rarely about the org chart. Right. You know, and uh, and that's a, that's it's a significant part of this challenge, and we can talk about how we how we solve for it. That's I, I mean that's the problem we're really trying to solve. Um, and so the example of that is this, you know, uh, senior client search partner who typically in Corn Ferry, it's the search organizations uh, that, that are the deepest into the organization and have access to a lot of the relationships in the organization. So picture a Friday afternoon and this executive search partner who at the end of the day is a recruiter gets a phone call from their client. Every professional services firm has gotten this phone call. Hi, you know, I was watching uh, Corn Ferry did a, did a blog and a podcast on your succession planning services. And uh, I was with, with my CHRO and we're about to start a project on internal top talent. Uh, we're starting on Monday. I, I, I know it's late, but do me a favor. I need a proposal for you to help me with succession planning on my desk by Monday morning so that you can be included in the discussion of what of uh, which partner to engage. And it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> before this, yeah, but before this, yeah, delightful. You know, what happens? That partner who knows that we provide the service, maybe they, you know, have been involved in an engagement or two where where it's been done. Uh, but but certainly is not a subject matter expert and certainly cannot credibly put together a proposal over the weekend. What do they do? Well, they they pick up their cell phone and they start trying to figure out who in the firm has done this before, who's done it in my industry, who's done it with my client maybe <laughs> that I wasn't aware of. Um, what is it exactly that we do in the pharmaceutical industry because this happens to be a pharmaceutical client and oh my god where are these people in the world what are they doing right now can they stop what they're doing all come to the office and work over the weekend on a proposal that has to be ready for the client including QA priced buttoned up perfectly seamlessly and sitting on their relationship counterparts desk that Monday morning now happened every day at Corn Ferry um, and the bigger we got, the less likely yeah, right. that through heroics or personal knowledge was that search executive as an example, although it certainly happens across our other line of business, uh, would have been able to solve for the problem. So what happens? You don't make the deadline. It's late or worse. It's not a very good attempt and we don't, you know, we don't get a chance to help the client. Well, all, all of that changes, right? So now I've got 10,000 people, you know, all with the same directory. Um, I've got them all accessing an Office 365 index that, by the way, also includes 
thanks to BA Insight. Thanks includes enterprise data from outside of Office 365, and for, in our case, uh, engagement and financial data from our ERP and uh, opportunity data from our CRM, neither of which are Microsoft. So now, when they search for their client, their industry, the solution, they get not only the org chart version of who has help, but they get things like you know, the match of an engagement in an industry with the solution and the people who were part of the engagement or the opportunity. Um, they get the assets that have been curated that can help accelerate the pitch deck. They get the um, uh, emails that they had you know, put in their filed folder two years ago about the solution launch. Um, they get the document that they might have had buried on their computer somewhere that gave them a pitch deck that they did for the client last that the client liked. So all of this gets presented and it's not Star Trek, this is this is our Office 365 search today. And then uh, they, you know, they select the people that the search uh, the search results came to them, they right click and they create a Microsoft team and they launch an email, the, the team gets an alert and they've got their, you know, file collaboration area right there with all the documentation. They've got, you know, access to have that Skype conversation and schedule that meeting and prepare all that document, uh, prepare the proposal. Uh, and because it's ubiquitous and mobile, they do it from wherever they all happen to be. Uh, you know, that's, I'm, I'm after an awful lot of heavy lifting. Uh, I'm very happy that that's not Star Trek. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's life in the firm at this point. I, I have to imagine the people, obviously, who are, are most impacted are the people who are picking up the phone at the end of that day on Friday, you know, and they're now enabled to do things. It feels like they have a superpower. Uh, what's your general uh, feedback been like? It's it, it's that use case that it's funny, you, you know, as a as a CIO, you, you a lot of times take what you think is a great idea and you push it into the organization and, and then uh, you hope it takes hold. Um, the scenario I just described, which is an absolutely true story was a self-discovery uh, by a senior client search partner um, in one of our offices uh, on the East Coast, and it happened to be an office uh, that, because of its size and, and where, where it sits, was, was doing a lot of cross-line of business work anyway. So they had had this versions of this problem before, and by pure happenstance, it happened to coincide with the rollout of Teams. And uh, the best thing that can ever happen to a CIO uh, happened in that this particular you know leader in the business uh, changed the way he and his team responded to their client and began to tell other people and then uh, and then the, the the engine took hold of itself and I to be, to be <laughs> honest have been sitting back and with with a smile that doesn't always come to my face I got to smile and watch it I, I got to smile and watch it happen <laughs> but that's I mean admittedly that's uh, that happens not every day but uh, but but when it does, you want to grab hold of it and tell as many people as you can because that's how you affect change when uh, it takes effect, it takes root in in the business. In this case, by itself. Uh, not not to to go dark on you, but I'm I'm curious at this point, what keeps you up at night? What is the thing that uh, that that you find is uh, is you have some concerns about next steps or things that you just wish you could resolve but uh, have not yet. Well, I, I would say probably an evolving problem uh, that certainly keeps me up at night in this space uh, is that every time I try and bend in for information closer, 
um, to the individuals and bring it to them and make sure it's accessible and current and as frictionless as possible by definition you know I'm starting to be concerned about making sure it's secure um, the closest uh, you know the closer I get and the easier I make it I have to be very very careful that I'm not making it also easy and frictionless and close to people that I don't want it to be easy frictionless and close to right um, and and one of the goals here was to be able to prove that mobility and security are not counter to each other um, one of my you know examples that I enjoy is that you know we were you know halfway through this journey you know probably in 2015 uh, in the in terms of the heavy lifting but if you wanted to do the scenario I described uh, it was secure uh, but you had to pull off the side of the road, find a hotel with good Wi-Fi, log in using dual-factor authentication to our secure VPN portal gateway. Then you waited for a virtual desktop environment to load. And then four or five minutes later, you launched you know, your file share. And then you cut and paste the document. And you, know, the, you had none of the... It had all of the security and none of the friction. Um, so, mm-hmm. But that balance point... How do you balance uh, currency, closeness, security, and mobility? Uh, absolutely keeps me up at night. And uh, we continue to make changes even here uh, to, uh, to keep our, our people and our data and, our, and more importantly, our clients' data uh, safe. Um, for example, we just completed uh, rolling uh, multi-factor authentication full-time across the board, everywhere in the enterprise, uh, to every person in the enterprise. Um, that's, you know, a significant behavioral change uh, for an awful lot of people around the world. Took a fair amount of engineering to do in as frictionless a way as you can, um, but it gives us the confidence to keep pushing data to our users wherever they are and not worry about, uh, not worry as much about, I should say, uh, uh, what you know, who else has access to it. Well, that takes us to a, a question of vision. Here we are. You've been telling the story of things that have happened over the last five years. Let's take us out to 2023. Paint a picture uh, for us of, of what 2023 at Corn Ferry looks like for your associates. My, uh, that same scenario, if it's 2023, you land, in, you, know, you land in London for a meeting. Maybe you land in London in an autonomously driving half car, half plane because it's 2023. But, uh, you, you, you know, yeah, there <laughs> That's you go. optimistic. There you, go. You, you, you land in London for a meeting and with a client and uh, it's a client that you haven't met with yet. Uh, and it's you know it's a service that you're one of a few that Corn Ferry that you know about one of the few that Corn Ferry provides, but it's a multi line of business uh, opportunity. You land in London, and your you know 2023 device of choice knows where you are, so it understands the context of your location. Uh, it knows your role, and uh, it by speaking into the device gives you the pop up of who are the local experts. Uh, in both the client, the solution, the uh, opportunity, specifically the problems the client has, and all of the you know relevant uh, material and intellectual property and data that could assist in that first meeting because it knows when it's going to be prepared. It provides and sets up and provisions the collaboration environment for uh, for this group to use. And by the time you are you know out of that uh, car without wheels. And you get to my London office, even though you've never been there. The collaboration environment is ready, waiting, and staged for you 
to begin the real value-added work. And again, that's the collaboration part of this, not the search, find, and share. That's that's our our current vision. Uh, to be quite honest, in this world of of uh, of bots and and uh, voice, you know, integrated technologies, and uh, we don't believe it's going to take us till 2023 to get there. Uh, we think it might take us, you know, maybe another year. Uh, because a lot of the hard work that intelligent contextual search experience uh, is there. And so now it's more of a question of morphing it, evolving it, providing different versions of it that match the different ways that Corn Ferry employees uh, consume work and collaborate with each other and take advantage of uh, the, the, you know, the great advances that, that uh, we see these days that make it easier to do that. Uh, that's a great story. I, I can't wait to be there. If it's a year, uh, consider me on my flying car. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this has been a great conversation, Brian. Thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with us and sharing the story and the vision. Uh, it, it is a, a, you all have been through a lot, and to be able to continue to provide such robust services for your, uh, for your users and your outside users, your clients, is, uh, it's a stellar accomplishment. So uh, thank you. Uh, Brian Ackerman, CIO, Corn Ferry. My pleasure, Pete. Thanks. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. As always, we appreciate your time and attention. If you want to learn more about the show, you can subscribe for free in any of the uh, finer podcast directories and apps. Uh, You can also learn more, obviously, over at BA Insight. Just click on the Resources tab, jump down to the podcast, and you will find all of our past uh, interviews, conversations with uh, great leaders in this space. On behalf of Brian Ackerman, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. Thank <laughs> you.